I know you see me on the video. True. I know you heard me on the radio. True. But you still don't pay me no attention. Listen to what your boyfriend's mention. She's a slut. She's a hoe. She's a freak. Got a different boy every day of the week. It's cool, not trying to put a rush on you. I had to let you know that I got a crush on you. You know I love the way you feel us. Sip my tequila. Works from the dealers, all in chichilla. Heat up the clutch, 750 Deluxe. Then we tree down the hutch, break the trees in the Dutch. I'm not the one you sleep with to eat quick. Want a cheap chick? Better go down a freak, Nick. You got to hit me off. Buy this girl gifts, of course, so I look sick in my six with my Christian LaCroix. Okay, girl. Because <laughs> we practice this, I doubt is Crush on You, Little Kim, Biggie. And who else is in this? Song Little C's is the other one. Little C's is his name. Is that girl still that, with us? Yeah, that girl, she she's still with us. She just fell off a little bit, but she's still with oh, us. Well, you know. Yeah. It'd, be, it'd be hard out there. Yeah, yeah, thug, yeah. Thug life is hard. Yeah, it was all called Undias Records, was the label they were all on under P. Diddy. Mm. Und- Undias. Okay. And yeah, just FYI, um, I just want to say fuck Nicki Minaj, okay? I just want to let all the <laughs> girls know that, right? So Lil' Kim, that's the true Queen B from way back. That's the originator. Fuck Nicki Minaj for a whole host of reasons. Y'all girls know the reasons, okay? I mean, let's just do a little bit of it, girl, because that really was a journey. Because I remember when you first kind of like mentioned it, you're like, oh, well, you know, she's kind of lightly. St- doing a little anti-vax moan but she didn't fully tell the girls like to take horse tranquilizers or nothing but then she leaned in all the way and it is i mean she's out there what that moment when she was like oh um what's his face tucker carlson when she was like happy that tucker carlson was like shouting her out i was like yeah no and then but then arguing with people and i feel like part of her was like because the person it was like of course a hassan abi who's like you know a very leftist person who was calling her out and i felt like she was like if i feel like a black person like if a derea called her out maybe she would have heard it more but the way she immediately but some black some black so um, okay like joyanne reed from um msnbc did call her out and she was calling her all types of coons and nikki minaj nikki minaj was calling joy reed all types of coons and and it's like oh i gotta i gotta agree with someone just because of you know oh just because their politics are different like girl the politics are that he thinks black people don't (laughs) right are not shit like you're a black person how um, yeah, because somebody called her out like he's literally a white supremacist, and she's like, "Oh, I gotta agree with the Democrats all the time." But girl, that's actually her talking about her cousins, friends, testicles, and their enlarged. Which somebody. turned out, which I think people were saying wasn't even like I think their government, the government of um is Trinidad. Trinidad, Trinidad, they had yeah. to, inv- they still, inv- they had to investigate it, and I think it wasn't even a real thing, was it? I think they no, like, I mean, looked into it. I, mean, I think it was it no. Was, they said it wasn't real, or it, you know, th- those kind of symptoms are actually caused by an STI. You know that the the online medical people are saying, so, but just the fact that we're hell. covering this. But she did that. That bitch did that to cover up for the fact that she is being Get sued. Uh-huh. She's being sued by her husband's alleged, not even alleged, because I think he was convicted. Her husband's rape accuser from way back for harassment. Her and her husband are both being sued for harassing his uh rape accuser, you know, which I think he was, he was actually convicted on mm-hmm. that charge years ago. Mm-hmm. She's an enabler of sex offenders. Both yes. her brother, who, you know, who had a sex offense charge, mm-hmm. which I think he mm-hmm. was found guilty on, and then her husband, who had a sex offense charge prior to them getting married. Yeah. And she, in the, the attack, the, the um, accusers alleging that you know Nicki Minaj is coming after her and harassing her and now, I believe it I believe, I believe it too it. I do because yeah. she sends her little like what are those girls called who like Nicki Minaj she sends them her um, barbs the barbs her barbs fuck those girls we got Cardi we got Megan we got so many amazing MCs yeah. members. and of course we even we got, got the Doja Queen her problematic her even yeah. you know even but she's Doja. not as bad she's not as pr- bad as um I think she's not nearly as she's bad. She's not as bad as Nicki Minaj. No. And we have Cash um, Dow. We got a lot of girls now. We so even, we can we leave even Nicki got Jocelyn behind. Hernandez. We even got Jocelyn uh-huh. Hernandez, girl. We can leave Nicki Minaj behind. Because people were like, oh, is Nicki going to come back? And it's like, leave Nicki over there. Nicki, I think the time for Nicki is done. Yes. So, um, yes. sorry to come in hot with it, girls. But yes, we always got our opinions about MCs. Welcome back to Two Safe Queens. One of the few places in the posture where you can hear a conversation about politics, dick, and I was going to say Hollywood, but also our hot rap takes. 
<laughs> yes, yes. Those girls are Hollywood too, in some way. You know what I'm saying? Music is Hollywood I, true too. True stop. True. Yeah. yeah. True story. Definitely Cardi B. Cardi B. Hollywood loves themselves some Cardi B. They yeah. always trying to book her for some TV show or movie or something. Um, that girl. Hey, that girl is a. Um, she is uh, comedy gold. Um, I'm your host, Miss Malachi, and I'm um, joined by the only girl I know to be in a film with a famous uh friends star and we're gonna find out who in a little bit miss Devereaux, how are you sis you know i've been good actually i've just been enjoying your little post from tiktok to our instagram account for one those fine ass men you be posting. i need to Ooh. get i feel like i'm not fully i got my algorithm sometimes it's there but even this morning it's like and I'm, I'm not fully in thirst trap TikTok, and I need to fully get in there because there's some yeah. good thirst traps on TikTok. But I'm oh, really yeah. some I of the same guys like, we follow on Instagram are really heavy yes. on TikTok too. Yeah, that's actually the thing I think I'm gonna start doing is looking at who we follow, look at who you repost, and find their TikToks, and then start reposting them. Um, because I was looking at some of the other girls, because we we trying to, as you girls know, we got ideas for this season, and we trying to level our level our bussy up. Um, and come for some of the other girls. And so I was like, let me start leaning to this TikTok and appease the algorithm gods and start posting more. Um, definitely not, you know, not stepping on any toes, not going. I know you got, you got your plans for the men's and what we do. So not stepping on that, but trying to make a, um, synergy. So actually I real, even if you start telling me which girls are the ones that you really like to, um, post to our account, I'm going to try and track. Girl, as long as they, as long as the men be fine, I don't care who you, as long as they fine. Okay. They gotta be fine. And you've been doing a good job because sometimes, you you know, sometimes our taste, you know, you don't. You don't be like our tastes are different. I, yeah. I will say I have enjoyed seeing because I literally was showing I had brunch with a friend over the weekend and he was um, and he listens to the show and so we were talking talking about the post on our social media. He's like, "What kind of guys are you into?" And I'm like, "He does sometimes post guys that would be my type." And Jimmy, even the guy I'm currently kind of hanging out with, I'll just say that is like a leaner guy. I think I genuinely like leaner guys. Yeah, you definitely say like skinny, leaner guys. but yeah. leaner guys are guys who are just very like I don't like overly muscular guys or things like that. Um, it's to my you know whatever. I post some journey. of them, but you like long, you do you, you like do. men you like a lot of men with long hair. I don't like men with long hair. I do like I really, men with long hair. I like like um, a very that, not like, just masculine that, aesthetic for sure. Yeah, like short yeah, short, short hair, cut, short hair. Cut. Yeah. Um, yeah. and my long hair to be clear, that's not I'm not even like even if it's just like a big afro big curly hair i do like hair is like kind of one of my like top five features i would say on a man um and then sometimes you be liking them guys they be having like like all kinds of like uh-huh. avant-garde like piercing oh yes stuff. i you're because you're also i think you're clean you're more clean cut. yeah like, i like, like i like cut. tattoos i don't I like mind a couple of tattoos but like i don't like oh, piercings will- a lot there's a um there's a black queen who's like a um, model and singer who's literally he's like walked in fashion shows and stuff and he's literally covered in tattoos from head to toe and he's this black queen and i would love for her to re- be us to repost it i don't think you would ever though but he's literally covered well, in send me a picture of her and i can see I'll no, send I, you po- her. I posted some i posted some men covered yeah. in tattoos i just there's this one kind of like piercing i hate it's like when it comes down under uh, like cynthia arrivo has that that kind of piercing and some men have it too i hate where where is I think it? it is it like it's a like lip piercing or? it comes it's in the nose but it's not it's not a traditional nose ring it's like it's it comes it's it, it comes down oh like under, it falls under like both nostrils yeah oh like the kind of like almost yeah. like it creates like a loop under the nostril exactly it's the instant turn oh. off for me immediately the guy can be so fine and hmm. when they have that i don't even post them i won't even post them Okay. I'm cra- yeah, I'm crazy. I'm psycho about certain things. That's no, I just think that's interesting. I'm like, yeah, I love. I'm, but I. It's funny because it took me so long to even get my ears pierced because I'm not a piercing girl. But um, I do like guys with piercings. Um, yeah, yeah, anyway. yeah. You do, and you like nail polish a little bit, which I don't actually mind the nail polish. But I know you like a man with the nail with some nail polish on for sure. I like, I like gender is gender is a performance. Gender is whatever. Yes, I yes. like, um, yeah. I like. There's. I've been finding a, quite a few actually more masculine presenting guys who will wear heels, will wear different things, and yeah, I think those some of those guys are really attractive too. 
Um, see, I like I also, trade. I like real trade. You know what I'm saying? Yes, like trade, yes, trade. Yes, yes. Yeah. I th- although I feel like if you found like I feel like you could deal with some nail polish or something. If it's oh like yeah, a you dark, know because like nice Hasanabi has, Hasanabi wears nail polish and he's oh the, yeah. it's sexy to me. I nail polish I could definitely deal with actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some girl we were having a conversation way back and she was like, "Would you let a girl with nail polish climb your back?" And I. At the oh, time was that I the said, conversation? I thought it was something else. Would you let that girl? Well, was yeah. If you nail, let, nail polish feels so. That feels. We were talking like about the, this top. He. We were talking about this top. This girl knew who was oh. wearing nail polish, and I was like, "No, that girl couldn't climb my back with that nail polish on." But now I think I'm more open than mm. just a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, I think if I I've mean, seen a fine ass man with some nail polish on. I, I you would definitely. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, these days, even the hetero, the hetero, um, exactly, the hetero, fully married, 40, 40 plus two kids in a car, those girls are wearing nail polish. I feel like nail they usually polish do has black. Gone away. They usually do black they do nail black. polish. Yes, that's yeah. true. The trade do, yeah. yeah. White, yeah. usually like white, non black trade. Like black trade can get a little funny acting about nail polish, mm-hmm. but like the non, like, like Hasanabi from Instagram slash Twitter. He, yeah. um, black trade. He, I don't even feel like dealing black trade. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I have before, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Well, but you're talking about black in 2021. Yeah, black trade is a lot to deal with. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They out here um, killing our trans queens and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, I just goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, this episode we kind of handed out a little bit off the top of the show with Hollywood. Um. This episode is going to be a bit about Hollywood, about um our experiences with the um the Tinsel Town, the um city of angels. Well, she's more than the city of angels, just a LA girl. But we're going to be talking about Hollywood, city of dreams time. too, city, city of dreams, dreams right? um right. and broken dreams. <laughs> But um, it's good timing because the 73rd um, Emmys was just last night. And I completely was not even ready for her. Because I think the COVID has just fucked up the game for all rich people events. Like, literally, just this past week, we had the VMAs, the Met Gala, and the Emmys, like, almost in the span of, like, a week. Like, that is not normal. Those things are usually way spread out. So, well, okay. Um, so actually, the VMAs and the Emmys usually aren't that spread out. Like, the VMAs no. are usually either in late August or early September. Yes. Like, and they're, yes, like, that's even true. The like, Emmys are in the fall. Then the Emmys are always in September too, generally, like non COVID. So, but they're the still Emmys, in a couple, but they're not like we almost, they're almost in the same week. I don't think they're like that close. Well, they were, they were a week apart this year. And sometimes mm. I think, yeah. I think, I think the VMAs are usually earlier in September or late August. So they usually mm-hmm. come a little mm-hmm. earlier in September. Now yeah. the Met Gala is always in May. So that yes. was a, that was a change that they moved. And I think the VMAs and the Met Gala were both in New York this year, which I think the VMAs are often in New York. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, radio music so hall. Gr- some of those girls had to haul ass across the country to get back to the Emmys. You know, the girls yeah. who did all the, the whole circuit. Yeah. yeah. Um, but did you, did you watch or did you, I know you posted some of it, but did you catch any of it? I didn't watch any of the Emmys. She, she was she was fairly boring, honestly. Like yeah. we don't I, we don't even need to spend too much because this is more just a lead into what our conversation is. Um, the Crown and the Queen's Gambit took the majority of the wars. Have you seen? I've watched them a lot of The Crown. I liked actually yeah. the previous season a bit more. Queen's Gambit was okay. I heard mixed things about it. Um, did you? Watch I've watched it? every. Watch I've it? watched every episode of The Crown for sure. That's my really show. so. You're ready yeah. for this next. You're ready for the season that. Um, Miss Di is going to leave us. You're ready for the final yeah, season. Yeah, I'm ready for that. I'm ready for Okay. It. I bet it's going to be good. I bet. I'm kind of sad Olivia Coleman is done because is there someone else is going to take over now because they're playing the more elderly queen, like the queen that we kind of know. So she's kind of not going to fully be there. So there's going to be a new actress. But I mean, yeah, they're going to, it's going to be good. I'm excited for it, actually. I think it's going to be um, good. I do think, I do want to call out a couple girls. Uh, Michaela Cole girl who won for Yeah, let's do these two snaps, girl. Two yeah, snaps. two snaps for that girl. Uh, Michaela Cole, who she won for best writing, right? For I May Destroy You. Yeah, is for a limited series for I May Destroy You. Girl, that is literally, I was telling you that, honestly, if you can get through the heavy accents at the beginning, I put subtitles on that girl. <laughs> I had to, because those girls were talking all that British, like, you know, you know but you're not hanging around that, Brits that much. That slang and all that girl. But I, let me tell you, when I got through it, that is literally one of the best shows I have ever, ever, mm-hmm. ever seen. And it's funny because Dr. Vaccine Shaw, that girl who came on our show last season, that, um, you know, that, that PhD, um, immunology girl, she was saying, 
same thing that I, when I was talking to her on Twitter, that that was literally one of the best shows she's ever seen. I totally mm-hmm. agree with her. So I'm, I'm glad she won. Cause she, she got snubbed for the Golden Globes, I believe. Completely. Yeah. But also the Golden Globes is like, the, the Golden Globes put on by the Hollywood foreign press. And it's much more of a like, it's this weird kind of mixture of journalists and media people. And it's much more hazy and kind of more of a popularity contest. The when Emmys, those, and those, those girls are, are the, in trouble right now. Those Hollywood yes, foreign press girls yes. and the Golden Globes are like, they're like, I feel yeah. like they're like trying to cancel. It's just a lot going on yeah. right now too, right? Yeah. The Emmys, that's a bit more like, that's the Oscars of TV. Those are like, those are It's the Television the Academy for the, yes, for the Emmys. Yes, right, right, right. Yes. Exactly. Um, and her speech, we're gonna, um, we're gonna post it to the, um, um, the website on the day this comes out, but she wrote this beautiful speech where she spoke to kind of writers specifically, and it definitely resonated with me and uh, other people in the industry who were just even black, where she kind of talked about writing that thing that makes you feel uncomfortable and going away and not just focusing on the thing that's noisy and that sees a success, but to take a step back and try and find that true, honest, and authentic voice in you with whatever thing you want to create. Which is so easy to, especially in Hollywood, to just be chasing things and chasing fads and try and fit into what you think is going to work. And that's not what she did with I May Destroy You. She totally wrote something that was super personal and super spoke to her. Um, and I'll she be wrote, honest. She wrote I, to the sexual assault victim girls. Yes, too, right? yes. She, she dedicated yeah. it and she dedicated her speech to um, every single survivor of sexual assault. Yeah. Um, and I'll be honest. I, I'm going to finish it, but I only made it halfway through because it's just when I was watching it, it came out. It was last summer. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was when I, because I think I was in Palm Springs and I, it was made like late summer. And it just was at a time when I was like, I can't do this right now. Cause of course we know what was going on last summer. Um, so, right. but and I, I think, think the I first few episodes of the show, I think the first few episodes are kind of like, if you can get through the first three episodes, then you, you can, you're in, you're in. I made it a fair bit. Like, I think I just wasn't, and I have, I, and a couple of my girlfriends would like, feel similarly that it was their favorite show um i saw but i made it through a bit like four or five episodes um i mean maybe also now at this point i'm like we're not y'all y'all not getting no season two because already the brits don't do season like downton abbey is a rarity you don't generally get multiple seasons of tv shows especially over there so i feel like now also like i have the time to do it but i'm gonna wait i'm gonna we're circle back before soon um i know you're not pressing like because it might be a little bit more hazy for you but i'm gonna finish that girl for sure um and then just a couple of girls reggae john from um from bridgerton he looks so fine and his ooh, in his oh he was so fine i posted him on our on our stories uh-huh. and, uh, um billy Mr. oh Lee he's the he was the one who like only did that one season right yeah yeah he's doing only that yeah, one okay. season of bridgerton the black man on there he's yes so fine. yes and then um oh miss miss billy porter she was looking kind of beat well she was kind of like she did her thing with her wings um <sighs> can it's I s- okay can- go ahead I feel like sometimes when I see Miss Billy, I love Miss Billy. That's a fierce. Mm. I love that girl to death. I will love her when I meet her, and I will completely deny I ever say anything critical of her whenever I meet her. But there are times when I'm just like her red carpet looks just feel like other than that that one with um Christian um Salvatore was it no not Christian Salvatore um the one she did back years ago the oh, Soriano for the Oscars Sor- Salva- Soriano Soriano Soriano, yeah. Soriano this that tuxedo gown dress everything. But I sometimes think lately sometimes her looks just just like. You know that old um, Chanel quote about, like, you should take off one thing before you leave the house? Like, it just feels like there's just a little too much. It's like, like the makeup's just a bit much or just needs to be, like, you know, it's just too too gaudy. Or, like, there's just something that sometimes just feels a little off with her looks that, like, feels like there's just a little refinement missing. missing. But maybe that's just me. Um, I mean... I don't know. It's, like, it's hard to... I mean, because... Because like, it's also ta- like maybe if she genuinely girl. likes that, if she genuinely well, she's makes like, that, makes she's her probably happy. genuinely like that. She's a talented girl, but she's yeah. not the most attractive girl. So I think like Don't having it be, <laughs> I think like sometimes like. You give passes to girls who like really slay and like who don't even really slay in an outfit. I don't but think they she's not cute. a di- not an attractive girl. I sometimes just think like, is she working with the st- she stylist? Like maybe I feel like she no is, no. I but... think she needs to like you need to slay when you're not when your face doesn't slay. You have to slay like on the outfit and stuff. Uh, and I think that's part I... of what it is too. Because I think like for instance like okay M J Rodriguez. I oh liked her dress in the blue, and she's oh like, my God. "Remember, she's like so beautiful." Like I sent y'all in group text. You know, the trade were commenting on they didn't. Yes, the trade, <laughs> the trade didn't know she was trans, which it shouldn't matter anyway. Yeah, I'm but the trade is like, who is that? She is so fine. The trade mm-hmm. were commenting like rap trade with with check marks on <laughs> Facebook. 
were commenting like, who is that? So she looks funny. great. And they like, they, yeah, but she is, you know, she was beautiful. Yeah. Um, Simone was beautiful. Oh, my God. From Drag Race. Simone, Simone from Drag Race. Which she is the other great. snaps we need to give. Two snaps to Mama Rue. Um, so in the primetime Emmys, um, Drag Race won their fifth Emmy for competitive. Um, competition series so that's up against like top chef and you know amazing race and those other girls um but this is also rue's 11th emmy and it makes her the most decorated black artist in emmy history um because she was winning as like outstanding hosts like the kind of thing like heidi klum and tim gunn were up for for project runway rue Ru was winning for um drag race so um and when she went up she you know she had simone who was a season 13 winner and she also took up the runner up um, who was one of the um, early trans uh, trans girl on the show, got Mick. So it was just a beautiful moment. Her speech was cute. You know, she did her normal thing to like, it's to all the children. This is for y'all, for the kids watching. You have a tribe out there. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, mama, mama, this, mama put in the work. Mama works so hard. Like, she's the number one. That lady worked. Yeah. She's the number one, like, in terms of the number of Emmys she's won, she's number one of all people of color of all time yeah. now, right? That's what I said. Yes. That's what I said. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's right. right, right. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, but you go, girl. You know. And, um, um, I mean, Miss Debbie Allen, Governor's Award. Yes. Yes. That was a big deal, too. And she totally wasn't deserving. Because she's done a lot. Girls don't realize she's she's been basically directing Grey's Anatomy for the last few seasons. Mm-hmm. She directed episodes of... A different world. She was co-creator mm-hmm. of that with, um, mm-hmm. well, you know who, and then, um, Miss Bill Cosby. But yeah, she was co-creator. <laughs> she was direct. She directed that show. She directed, she's directed so many episodes of so many things. And she's plus her, you know, dance history with fame. And she's done, that girl's done a lot in Hollywood over decades. She really deserved that award. Yeah. And most, a lot of people really like my mom and their generation. They actually think of her as a dancer. Like from Fame or whatnot, they don't even realize that she's a director. Like when they think mm-hmm. of Debbie Allen, they think of Debbie Allen Dance Academy, yeah. Fame, Debbie Allen, all her, all her Broadway. Especially like t- TV directors are very behind. They're not the same as like film directors. They're yeah, low key. I mean, but also, she's done you know, a lot of TV yeah. directing over decades. Yeah, and then sure. I thought Zara Shahidi, she looked really good in her green. She was beautiful. Taraji Henson looked great. Oh, um, yeah. Cynthia Revo, even though I don't like that nose ring that she wears, I hate it, but I think her oh outfit was sweet. Um, um, Angela Bassett looked good. Black Hollywood really showed out. Uh, Carrie Washington. And then I thought Michaela Cole looked beautiful in her yellow. Oh, I think, my God. That green yes. on her? That yes. color? Oh, it was gorgeous. It was absolutely gorgeous. Black um, Hollywood showed out last night in terms of like how they, they came out and how they dressed, you know, they yeah. really did. Yeah. Um, but, Unfortunately, despite Black Hollywood showing out, you know, the Emmys was still a very white girl. So we had, I think it was, I think someone said it had been an hour and 52 minutes, almost two hours before Rue spoke or, you know, there was a Black Emmy Award winner. So we did have a Black host. Cedric the Entertainer was hosting. Yes. Um, yes. And then when it was a Black DJ, it was like Reggie, I can't remember his last name, that... um He's like that famous um, DJ. Um, and MC then Light um, was, MC Light was there. <laughs> MC Light was the yes. announcer. So there were yes. black people she's, permeating She's friends with my event. mom. My mom is friendly with MC Light, actually. So, oh. so it was good to see her, you know, get her acclaim. Yeah. Um, but I think it was like, and, you know, and we definitely did have some wins, but I think it was in the acting categories, which has always been a thing that, can be very white. You know, like we said, the crown really took it. And I think there were some people who were really pulling for Miss MJ to get her pose yes. win. Because already yes. it was historic for her to even get nominated yes. as a trans actress. Um And Pose did win some awards for, like, makeup and hairstyling and costuming. But at, like, for the creative Emmys. And so those definitely are Emmys. But we people were really pulling for that. Or even Miss Billy Porter, she didn't get her award. Um Sterling Brown didn't get theirs for Best Actor. Um, he looked good though. Ooh, he looked good. Ooh, Miss Sterling Brown. Yeah, that man looks so fine. We gotta repost her. Oh, that man. That's my type. I did. I did did Mm. repost. Yeah, I did repost Mm -hmm. that girl. Yeah. Um, the other one people were a bit sad about was Michael K. Williams, who we we seen lost. R.I.P. Who was in Lovecraft Country and was nominated for supporting um actor in a drama, and he lost. (laughs) He lost an actor from The Crown who was not even there, girl. So that had the girls ready to trend. Um, Emmy's so white, but to circle back, it's still, you know, Black Excellence still did his thing and the girls Oof. still showed out. And I bet you um, they voted on this probably before 
Miss Michael K. Williams. Oh yeah, I mean the same thing him. happened to um, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, uh, and Miss Anthony Hopkins was so sad about that. She's like, I'm over here on my golf course. <laughs> and I feel real bad. He's like, I would have voted for. Ch-. He's probably did vote for Chadwick. I feel like Anthony Hopkins don't give a fuck about Hollywood. Um, so, um, but yeah, girl, Hollywood. How um, as I kind of hinted at the top of the show, girl, you kind of actually have been even a bit closer to. Well, no, we I both we both been close to Hollywood, but. You've been more on camera, definitely, than me, girl. Like you have, which a little, is crazy, um, girl, because you're the LA yeah. girl. You know what I'm saying? That's I crazy. am, but for a long time, I've always been, and and something I still kind of lead with being more of a writing girl. And writers are always behind the scenes. Now I'm kind of like, you know, she's trying to get this body in shape. She's like, you know, get, make sure the skin stays tight. Now she's kind of getting a little camera ready. So you know, follow it, look out for it. Um, but girl, you you've already debuted, honey. What was your debut? Who was yeah, who was the friends? Girl. Who was the <laughs> friends star that you got to yeah well well okay so i'll start off, i'm gonna start off with childhood tea girl i was when i was about 10 or 11 i was in an ad for wendy's way back in the day. <gasps> oh yes. my god bitch you eating those wendy's yes. nuggets what would you yep. eat they had me rollerblading girl they had me rollerblading oh, which i was not good at but girl yes they did this yeah. this white lady she was like the mother of one of the like kids in a lower grade at my school and she she was an advertising lady and she just mm-hmm. came to recruit and she just picked me out at school girl she said i want him and yeah. they put me on rollerblades white skin baby and i was i was about 10 or 11 and they had me on rollerblades and i had like i was in a print ad that went into like the little paper the you know like the little coupons in the papers mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. in the insert and then i and then it made it like my scene, I don't have any speaking part, but I made it on a commercial for Wendy's too, girl. Way back. Way back. So did you ever, was there ever a moment where you're like, oh, maybe I'm a, you know, Detroit's not too far from New York. Like maybe you get a little acting going or just you weren't into it back then. Yeah, I wasn't into now. it. Yeah. I didn't even like, I didn't even seek that out, girl. That white lady just chose yeah. me, girl. I mean, especially then, that, you know, black families, I feel like we're, Jane, like, go, go get, the, go get that college degree. Yeah, go. yeah. <laughs> Fuck that acting bullshit. <laughs> but what happened, what had happened was, girl, how I actually uh-huh. got in these movies, girl, including uh-huh. with Dave, David Schwimmer, Ross from Friends. Spoiler! He actually was. A, oh. Yes. Oh my God. And I used to think Ross, I, I was, I, I used to think Ross was He's so the sexiest fine. one, I think. Yeah. Well, I Joey, thought, I, Joey did not hold it together. That girl oh, was gone. Yeah. Cause Ross, David Schwimmer from Friends still looks exactly the same. Of he all the men on that handsome, show, he stayed the same. Those other girls. Yes. I think, but at the time when I was watching, I used to think him and Matt LeBlanc, like I would let him and Matt LeBlanc both spit roast me, like girl, like at the same time from back then, girl. Even though girl, I wouldn't, I, no. yeah, but <laughs> I would, even though, roast. even though I wouldn't, I wasn't of age back then, but, oh, no. uh, you know, was, but yeah, but anyway, they were both uh-huh. so fine back then. Matt LeBlanc was fine too. But anyway, no, what happened, what, what happened was, is I had actually like around 2009, 2010, you know, I had moved back to Detroit from DC and it was crazy because I quit my job in DC and I didn't know what to do back in Detroit. Like my dad had passed away. I was back mm. here, but I just knew I hated DC. I hated that job I had in DC. I hated it all. Mm. And I was this girl. I was post college. Like I was like three years out from college, two, two and a half, three mm-hmm. years off from college. Mm-hmm. And I was back here and I didn't know exactly what to do. Like at first I had a job lined up that fell through because of the recession. I had a job. Mm. I was low key going to be kind of like a lobbyist girl, actually. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, yeah, girl. They was gonna have me be a lobbyist girl, and they then they <laughs> then they got rid of the eliminated the position right as I was moving back, and I had that shit secured about a month before I moved back, and it fell off, fell apart. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what do I do? And so in Michigan, there was all these film credits and all these, you know, right when I moved back, and all that that ended with the Republican governor in 2011, but in 2009 and 2009 2010, yeah, 2009-2010 it was there. So I came back. So I signed up for one of these little like extras agencies and mm-hmm. um I signed up and they were just paying like you know like $75 a day for on the set mm-hmm. $100 a day on the set and you could get you would get paid for the full day even if they only needed you for like an hour or two hours you get paid for the full nice. day so I kept signing up for so I signed up for the the I put little my little headshot up I signed up for that and they kept calling me for you know because I was in the age range at the time I was like in my early 20s at the time Early, um, in, in a lot of the roles, like for extras, they needed girls in their early 20s and mid 20s. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. they would call me on set. And so usually I would just be in the background. Like I was on this TV show called Detroit 187 that was a film, actually filmed here in Detroit that was on ABC for one season. It was like a cop show. 
I was a background extra on that at least two or three times. And then I was in, um, I started actually taking an acting class locally, which was really cute. It was like this gay oh, guy wow. talked to acting class. I didn't know class. you were taking classes. Too. Yeah, I did. But he was married to fish. But there was this gay guy married, like a gay white guy married to uh-huh. Latin fish. Uh-huh. Wait. Girl, don't I ask. Know. It was just, oh, it was just, okay. he was queened out. He was queened out, but he was married to Latin Fish. I don't know if it was for her green card or what, but <laughs> she was cool too. She worked for him. She was part of the class too. Okay. It was really cool. Okay. But yeah, I love okay. them and I love them. But anyway, so I was going to acting classes and then I thought I was going to really like maybe even go and go all out and move to LA at one time. Girl, it was crazy. Uh-oh. Anyway, so I go on, but, but most of the time I'm on these sets, I'm just like an extra, an unspoken extra. I don't have any speaking parts. And then what happens is there was a set. It was filming at the old Pfizer labs in Ann Arbor and right near University of Michigan. And Pfizer used to have this big labor, like this big, these big labs that they actually like shut down in maybe 2008. And then movie studios took the labs over and started filming in those like offices and labs. And so I, I had to drive to Ann Arbor from Detroit. I was there. I had on a cute little like gray sport coat and a white in a blue shirt. And they were like, there was like hundreds of extras there to film for mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, Oh, we need to film, you know, we need to film this boardroom scene. They came into the room of extras. There was like at least dozens, if not hundreds of us or a hundred of us. And they're like, okay, we need someone from this boardroom scene. And I could tell what they needed was somebody of color. So literally they like, they went around. I didn't know. I didn't know. They don't tell you before you go and like Detroit 187, they would tell you for the TV show, but for the movies, they don't really always tell you like who's, who's directing the movie, who's starring in the movie. They don't always even give you like, I would go on set and not know for the movies, at least who was going to be in it, who was directing it. I would know none of that except Mm -hmm. this movie needs uh, a a 20 somethings, right. Or, or black males or men, 20 something like, I wouldn't, you know, so anyway, they like, there was literally dozens of not over a hundred people. And the white, this white lady just literally pointed at me like, you, you're coming with me. You so nigga. She, <laughs> so she, <laughs> bitch, it was like that though. Oh, it was like that. So she, so I walked with her through all these hallways. It was all, And then I went and sat in, I went to the room. I didn't know whose movie this was. I, they didn't give you any information. I literally went and walked in that room, girl. And David Schwimmer is in that room walking around the room trying to place people and fill this boardroom scene and at this at the head of the table is clive owen you guys know that british actor clive owen Mm -hmm. who's so fun he's in one of my favorite movies with julia roberts what's that movie closer um Mm. and he was at the head of the table he was actually the star of the movie and then um i okay he was a star of the movie and david schwimmer was a director of the movie and they mm. both look so good, girl. I, I wanted them to spit roast me too, girl. They both of them, oh, honey. Girl, I would take you just love girl, messing with our anyway. brand, all this white spit roasting, girl. I'm just kidding, though. No, yeah, that is fucking what our brand. <laughs> You're not is, kidding. Girl. You're not I take kidding. it back. I take it back. <laughs> You're anyway, not kidding. <laughs> girl. So yeah, so girl, I was gagged, so I had to play it cool. And David Schwimmer's a director, so he's like, "Oh, you, you come sit over here," mm-hmm. and he set me literally in the seat right next to Clive Owen. And girl, the first, and then we, and then they get everybody seated and then they do the first take. And the movie is called Trust, T-R-U-S-T. It's about like, I think it's Look about- Look it up, girl, so she can get her residuals. No, it was not, on Netflix for no a residuals. long time. And, the, and people would text me out of the blue. It was like, oh my God, was that you I just saw in this movie called Trust? And it was me, even though I'd never actually seen the movie. But they, yeah, it was me. No, and you so, never seen I've it? I've never seen it. It's not even You're on Netflix wild. anymore, girl. So I, I gotta find it. I it's mean, probably, on Amazon, probably Prime. on Amazon It's probably yeah. on Amazon, yeah, because everything is on Amazon. so funny. So, girl, so, yeah, I think it's about, like, Clive Owen. I think his daughter might get kidnapped or something. I don't know. But anyway, he's at the boardroom scene, and he's, like, losing focus when they're trying to, like, whoever else is trying to talk to him. And then we all turn and, like, look at him because he's, like, supposed to respond and he loses focus. And so I'm, like, right in that shot. And, girl, don't you know I messed up the first shot because I looked at the wrong camera. And they had to film the whole scene all over again from me and David Schwimmer was like he was like i thought he was gonna blow up and he was like no it's okay it's okay and then clive owen looked at me and he says he says yeah make sure you look at this camera make sure you look at that camera and david schwimmer was like moving my chair around because he said oh actually you're not in the right literally i'm Girl, i gotta chair. say yeah and i don't <laughs> yeah go ahead david go schwimmer ahead. is literally moving the chair around like no i need you here and he just moves it like with me in the chair like what were you gonna say it's not a read but sometimes i like 
I can't think of you as being the most comfortable on camera. I think you're more better and like more natural, more organic. Like if someone just had like something running, like a more live, something like yes. that. But I feel like if something, if you have to like be on and read lines and look to the, cause which is all what act, you know, traditional acting is about. I feel like that would be hard for you. Yeah, it would. I think so too. <laughs> I think so too. And yeah, and I mean, I look at low key. I messed up that one scene. We had to, we ended up having to film that scene about five times, but. The first take, I messed up. Because, like, Clive yeah. Owen had his lines right and everything on that first scene. And it was literally because I looked at the wrong camera. They had to refill So, wait, you scene. were literally the only girl looking at that? I was literally the only one that messed up. But then, Cli- but then in the in the takes right after that, Clive Owen messed up his lines. So, wow. then they had... So, it was, like, by the fifth take, everything was right. And then David Schwimmer called a rap or a cut yeah. or a rap. And that's that why filmmaking is expensive. Yeah, girl. And so, yeah, both of them look so good. Because I, like... My white men, I like them to have dark hair, and both of them have the dark hair. But anyway, but yo, that was my... And then I was also in this movie called Game of Death that Wesley Snipes was in. I played an orderly, and I had on, like, a nurse's uniform or, like, an orderly uniform (laughs) in blue scrubs, and I'm rolling, like, a gurney. It's, like, it's like this, like, actor. He's a famous actor. He's got, like, all, like, those marks all in his face. Like, he's got fucked up skin. He's, like, a... He's like either Italian American or Latin and he like he's oh, a famous like he's a famous actor but I was pushing him in a gurney me and this white guy oh, who was uh, the white guy was really fine in that one too and he we were pushing him together and then but I guess they cut cut the scene from that movie cuz the movie starred Wesley Snipes but <laughs> I like I got cut So from were that you one. did you see Wesley? I did see him. Yeah, like from very okay. far away though but I did get to see Wesley Snipes when he was very far away. And mm. then, and then I was in this other little independent film, but I've never seen that one before. I don't even know where to find it at or what the name of it is. Do you ever think about doing acting again? I had a friend of mine recently tell me that they that, who literally actually started taking acting classes again. Who's about our age? Um, have you ever thought about? No. Oh no, girl. No, that that no, no. That, that time is fast. Is I don't know That's why I'm asking. Yeah, I don't even know why I'm asking. yeah not, that shit no, is over, girl. No, yeah. No. Uh huh. Yeah. That's not it. It's not it for me. Um. Well, it, my, I mean, I am, yeah, I have, I'm in it. I'm in it. I mean, it's funny. You live in LA, girl. You live yeah, in Gentletown. I'm in yeah. it. I'm in it. In the I'm industry, in you work in the city. industry. I mean, you do, you create, you do things yeah. like you are Hollywood. You're Hollywood queen, girl. You're Hollywood girl. I guess I am. Yeah. yeah. I. All my friends are like executives or artists, makeup artists, designers. Yeah. Um... It's funny because I never, I think I always saw myself as a creative person. And I, I, when I was like young, I always used to write stories. Like I used to, and I think there's still, there's still a novel writer. There's still an author in me, but I always used to write like stories and things like that. But I never really thought about Hollywood entertainment because for me, and I think for a lot of, um, especially for black people, just people who don't have money, it does seem like it's not a thing of like, how do you get there? How do I get from here to there? And even now, it's still a hard thing to, figure out um but i still felt like i started getting closer to it in college because that's when i started taking classes around like film and like especially because i was a gender sexuality girl i was a race girl so i was also taking classes about the intersection of film and tv and representation um and that's really what you know inspired me to even come out here is because like i was like i don't see myself i don't see like someone who looks like me someone who loves like me on tv on film and if i do it's very rare or if i do it's a best friend or if i do i'm getting killed or if i do i'm a slave or i'm dying of hiv um so i wanted to change that and i've always you know be the change girl if you want to see the change be the change so it was in college i started learning more about the industry and entertainment and started reaching out to alumni and was like oh like well how do i even start doing this and it's like it's new york or la and really, it's L.A. There definitely is stuff in New York. She's much more like New York's more big for fashion, for advertising, for cable TV, for late night comedy. You know, all the late night shows are in New York. Um, but if we're talking about the film and TV business is still predominantly very much in L.A. And so I was like, OK, L.A. or New York. Cool. I guess I'm going to L.A. because by that point having grown up in philly she was over those long as winters girl i know you don't you like you you'd like all the seasons but i still dread the idea of having to trudge through snow or one of those snowstorms or long winters 
I can't do those. She girls. will kick your behind though. Driving in the snow is so shitty though. I will oh, say that. See. I don't. So I don't I blame even, you. I'm just scared. Of I, earthqu- I don't I'm even drive earthquakes. The- I've been in one out there and I'm scared of earthquakes. That's fair because you were yeah. in a really big one. I was in one of the bigger ones out there as a kid. Yes. I was a little boy. Yes. Like, That's a little different. because yeah. we actually had an earthquake just this past week and I um literally wasn't. I completely didn't even realize it was happening because I was watching a trailer for something that about an earthquake that happened in Japan, and then the room started shaking. I was like, "Is this is this my audio system? <laughs> is my sound system is making the room shake?" Or I was like, "I don't think my sound system's that good." Um, but you just always have so many small quakes. Um, you know what? I'm gonna give my dad yeah. credit for that quake because we were in that. Me and him, we were in that in that quake together. Which then, one? What year was it? It was girl? in '94, girl. It was 94. in 1994. It was a big one. Yeah. And I and so I said, I'm never coming back to LA. I'm never coming back to California. Blah blah blah. blah. And he made me go back the next year to get over my fear. Wow. He made me go back the next year. And so I literally, it's almost like I forgot about it when I went back. Wow. The next time. Because were you yeah. all inside or outside when it happened? We were inside because it happened like okay. very early in the morning. Like yeah. we were supposed to wake up to catch a flight and it was like very mm. early in the morning. Mm. Yeah. Uh, on yeah. that yeah it was scary we were in the bed i mean we were i were in the bed yeah i mean and i've I've been in the bed i've never woken up i usually actually have slept through a lot of earthquakes um i think the one time i was really awake for one i was actually in palm springs and literally it's wild to literally see the earth moving but that was never going to be a reason to keep me from coming here because she really wanted that warm weather i want that sunshine I will say after a decade, it, even that starts to get old because it's almost like it's perpetual summer. So you kind of start to lose track of time because you're like, oh, how long have I been here? A decade? Two decades? Like it all kind of blends together. Like it's, it's kind of nice to have seasons as markers of time, I will say. Um, You've been there 12 but, years, girl, because I remember when you moved Ain't nobody there, asked you to say that yeah, exact year. Yeah, ain't nobody yeah, asked for all that. Ain't nobody asked for all that. I was trying to be all, I was trying to be all poetic and metaphorical. Oh, she oh, like, oh, oh, bitch, you can't, you, you moved out there in fall, August of 2009. Like, you didn't need to do all that. Like, damn, girl. But yes, I have been out here that long. And mm. the early days were assistant gigs, struggling, working three jobs, tutoring, um, Little children um in the south side of LA while working for free for some producer who would you yell at me. You did some Bel Air tutoring too, didn't you? Do some rich kids. I did in that. Bel-Air I did Bel Air tutoring too. Yeah. Um, while I was also getting yelled at because I didn't staple piece a script together the right way because you got to staple it vertically or sorry staple it um on the side and not vertically. Bullshit like that. Trying to get into a talent agency because that's like a good way to try and break in as a TV writer, which was the thing that I originally moved out to LA for. Um. Yeah, I've had all types of experiences. I um, would I you do it slept again? in a car a couple times. I like Tyler, yeah, Tyler Perry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and the, some of that was my pride. Like, I definitely did have a place I could stay. I definitely could have people who I knew would have helped me, but it, they had already helped me. They had helped me the last time my car broke down. They had helped me the last time I got behind on my rent, and it was like, this is your fault. In some ways, I was kind of punishing myself by doing it. Um, but it did make me start getting my shit together and I've not slept in my car since. And I, um, in some ways did leave the business for a bit and more, take a more traditional job. Um, girl, remember when loans. you worked overnight at the hotel and remember, cause I'm oh, three girl, hours. She's at- had overnight jobs forever, but go ahead. What yeah. was it about well, that? I mean, cause you were three hours behind me. So yes. you would call overnight. So I would wake up at like. You know, on like you would work on weekends primarily overnight at that hotel. Yes, and yes. you would literally call. Like I would get up by like uh-huh. seven thirty my time, so you'd call me at like four thirty, five o'clock your time. Yeah, and we would kiki on that hotel. F- I think either yeah. on your cell phone, or sometimes on that hotel phone. Oh, girl, I'd be on the hotel phone. I didn't give a fuck. Yeah, to this day, yeah. the one thing is that like, I don't yeah. give a fuck about and a job that's not. And we would be early morning, like on a Sunday morning, because you was working your overnight job. Yeah, girl, yeah. I remember that. And too. I'd be like, "Hold on, girl, I got to I got to you know, coming in, yeah, yeah. and he's trying to like <laughs> trying to fake with these credit cards." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, especially I've when you worked at a little raggedy hotel in Santa Monica. You remember that one, girl? Because you worked oh, at a nice one, and you worked at a raggedy one too. Yeah, yeah. The nice one was like I worked at a um a Sofitel, which is a um Australian brand. It's like a four star hotel. The one I worked at was by the Beverly Center. Remember so when Miss Ray J? Remember when Miss Ray J? Her cars all got declined, girl. Remember yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I met Suge Knight. Speaking of, um, Ooh, you yeah. know, Biggie, he tipped really well. Um, Ooh, praise God! So did Floyd Mayweather when he Ooh, came in with all his baby mama. Yeah. Come on, trade. Um, yeah, yeah, late night trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I um, I think for me it's like for 
I've, I, it's a whole different conversation. We talked a bit about my feelings about LA and how they kind of change, but I still think in terms of like, if you want to do something in entertainment, especially TV and film, at least starting out, you really get to see that girl by coming out here. Um, and I mean, one of those things that actually defined me was like, you know, speaking of Mama Rue, like I worked on Drag Race. I worked on All-Stars, the first All-Stars, and I worked on season four of Drag Race. And that experience, like one, I was like, bitch, I used to like, because I was a production assistant. So I was supposed to be doing shit work like, you know, helping running errands and cleaning up trash and bullshit like that. Bitch, I, because Drag Race Films, it basically works on two days schedule, where it's like one day is the day the girls had to do the challenge. And then one day is like the runway day. And that's when mama gets into the full monster drag. And bitch, she was always trying to work the mo- the monster day, the full drag day. So I could see her walk the runway because she only did it once. She only walks it once. If she's feeling good, she might do it twice. If somebody messes up, she might do it twice. But then you're going to hear about it. But you, she walks that runway one time. And then we are moving on. Welcome to <laughs> the oh, runway no. girl. Oh, um, but I just saw her doing it, and I've talked, and I've talked. I actually met her a lot. Of, I've met her. She, Mama, does not have a good memory, but I've met her so many times. She was nice um, when you met her, though, right? Every time she's very nice. She complimented yeah. my skin. She complimented my skin. She said, "Yeah, beautiful. You do have skin. beautiful skin." Yeah, um, it was one of my favorite memory moments. Um, but also just that experience of Drag Race because I, of course, did it, and I found a pair of heels to do it. It kind of reminded me of how I was in college, and it kind of was part of that gender story of me exploring my gender, just being on Drag Race and being around the queens. Because even if they're drag queens, they're gay men performing drag, still some of them are on that spectrum of transness mm-hmm. and drag. Mm-hmm. Drag and that. And, you know, using drag to tap into their femininity. And it helped me figure out more my non-binariness and things like that. So I'll always thank Drag Race for that. Um, but writing has been the thing that I've wanted to do the most and have um, worked on the most. Um, and, you know, I did this But I think, I do and, think you would be a good on camera girl, though, too. I just, I well, think that's the thing I, there's capacity for you to be on camera. I really do. I want to try it. I think I, I think I, I've never felt really, cause I feel like I, you also meet a lot of actors. Actors are just, I have some wonderful actor friends, but generally actors are, most talent can be very self focused and narcissistic mm-hmm. in a way. I think like some of my good actor friends are not like that, but there's just something about acting where it is very much me, me, me process. And so I never liked some of that. But the idea of like hosting, I think that's where I think oh, would be really yeah. fun. Like to host a talk show, host a yes, TV show, that's host cute. a late night show. And you got the voice for show. it. You really do. You bring the girls do always say like Miss Malachi's got that voice for you know, that voice oh. for radio, that voice for camera. Yeah. It's very kind you of you do. girls. Very kind of you girls. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's definitely a thing. I I mean this podcast is a, was a way for me to practice that. Um it was also a way for us to you know, get you about the to take pandemic. over for Ellen, girl. You about to take over for Miss Ellen? Is that what y'all be- you about to do? Yeah. Um, I think I'd rather do late night. Oh, know? daytime is very. Oh, like it's I mean, too, well, it's Wendy's too... kind of messy. Wendy yeah, be messy, so I guess you could girl. do a messy. I'm gonna take over for show. that girl one day. I'm gonna take over. For yeah. yeah, I think, but, but I would love for us to both be. I would love for us to both be on camera a bit. It might be fun. Yeah, no, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um, but yeah, girls, yeah, the writing has kind of culminated in this fellowship, which again, we're, I'm still not going to talk about too much, um, but I have a more detailed episode about it. But yeah, Hollywood is just, um, I don't know. I, I've she's that girl. Evolved on how she's I, that girl. Hollywood she's that, that girl. girl. But I think yeah. that like I've evolved on how I felt about her because in some ways, as we had those moments of like black excellence at the Emmys, we also had those moments of like, and not being rewarded. Um, and I think sometimes, like, with being creative as a black person, a person of color, or a queer person, you almost need to do it without trying to do awards or gain awards or gain recognition. You got to do it because you believe in it, because you think it's necessary, because you think it's valuable. And that's kind of how I feel. Like, whatever happens with my writing or any career or any entertaining career, I'm doing it because I feel like this is something that needs to be put out in the world. And I feel like creativity and artistry is important um and that's just the girl i've always been so you know trying to make the world a better place by doing by being me and doing me so mm-hmm. and you're just trying to do it by capitalists and um you know betting on the markets right <laughs> yeah 
and take and, and uh, but I'll take your money, girl, because you know the arts need their patrons. I'll take that money though. You could drop that money, and so I could make my film and buy some new gowns, and so well, I'll girl, take your money very gladly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm an entrepreneur. You know, I do a lot of things too. I do that some is fair. social. You're not really. Just I do some social, I, not social yes. justice, but like I do some kind of social. Oh yes. Yes. socially conscious work too it's not i'm not all capitalist no 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 That's, but i'm but actually mostly but actually, you were yeah, mo- most. i've mostly known you as an entrepreneurial girl someone who's actually kind of been that thing of like you started you saw a need when you kind of moved back to detroit you saw a need for something you were trying to figure mm-hmm. out what you're gonna do with yourself but you saw an opportunity and you didn't wait for someone to give you permission you created it and that's hollywood is like that too you can't just wait for someone to cast you you can't wait for your big break like we were talking offline about one of our friends getting a break with his tv show but i know i still gotta just do my own thing and we may that may be something to do for the show but um we gotta see where (laughs) that's we gotta see about that one yeah um, yeah but you know yeah you gotta create your own opportunity sometimes you just really do in life in hollywood and yeah everywhere right yeah I can't. I think that's a good place to leave it, girl. Um, mm, 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 that's our show, Hollywood. I can't believe, believe you don't like that Madonna song, Hollywood. That's my jam. It's a good remix. It's not terrible. Everybody just, goes to Hollywood. This is a black Hollywood themed show, and that's not. Oh no, 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 no! You're right. You're right. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, girls, help us out. What are the black Hollywood? What are you? If you think of black Hollywood, what's the music of black Hollywood? I kind of think of like Insecure. I don't know why. Like anything mm. who's anyone who's on Insecure, I think of as being very black Hollywood. Yeah, I mean, all you could Hollywood. think of all those. We could have done a theme song, one of the show TV show. Like, no, I liked what we did. I liked what we did. We could do a Family Matters the theme song. You know what I'm saying? That Family Matters theme song. Not Family Matters. Condition this day and age to be to read any good news on the news. Oh wait, no, that's Full House. Is that Full House? They're so similar. They're so similar to Full House. The Grand Divide. No people say. Oh, oh, that is Family Matters. But yeah. then there yeah, must be so some magic clue inside this gentle world. Oh, girl, that was no. St- yeah, yeah, that's family matter. Yeah, yeah. There's so the Full House Days one is. It's gone by. Ooh. Mm. It's anyway. the something <laughs> love of the family. Do 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 do. The Full House yeah. one. I gotta listen to again because I get those two confused a lot. They're very yes. similar. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, girls, um, continue to follow us on at to say Queens on our social media, IG, Twitter, um, Facebook, and TikTok. Um, make sure to hit the little, little notification bell to follow our thirst traps, my TikTok thirst traps, and um, 90s, uh, <laughs> our, our takes on 90s um, sitcom songs. <laughs> yeah. um, I hope you all stay safe, healthy, and safe out there. Uh, Deverell, a final word, dearest. Girl, I'm, I'm getting my third shot tomorrow, so just pray for me, girls. Cause I, <laughs> I didn't know that Moderna I be kicking my ass. Words. That Moderna be kicking oh my, my ass. God. But y'all girls, you know, start thinking about your, when you want your timeline for the third mm. shot. Cause the CDC, they seem to be bullshitting a little bit. So just, just figure out your own timeline. Girls. So just say you immunocompromised <laughs> and call it a day. Yeah. I mean, okay. No, but for real though, don't, you know, disclaimer, I'm not advising you anything, but let's say one could. And let's say I have heard of one saying they're immunocompromised and getting their third shot. Um, and if, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> have fun, girls. Anyway, Good luck with that. Girl, third shot tomorrow. <laughs> third shot. Pray for me, girls. Uh, I got to fly to New York and stuff. So, you know what I'm saying? I can't be around those girls with no third sh- without no third shot. So, okay. Mm-hmm. So, right. So start timing out your next dose, girl. Just think about it. Okay. Have a good night, girls, and a good day. <laughs> All right, bye.